Hello, hello, and welcome to the From the West podcast. You're here with me, Hawa. And I'm Latifa. And this is the latest episode of our podcast. Whew, boy. Um, this has been a week. Yes, sir. Uh, if there was ever a week that was weakened, it's this week. <laughs> this week was weakened. Yeah. Um, boy, um, I, I can't even begin. Like, <laughs> so many things happened that... In fact, maybe it wasn't that so many things happened, but the few things that did happen were a bit mad. Were a bit intense, Just yeah. Just a tad. Um, you know, <laughs> the week began, I guess, with the bombshell of that interview with uh, Oprah by Harry and Meghan. Oh, yeah. Which obviously divided the whole country. Um, it's quite polarising. Even at my workplace today, people were just like going in on me because like, you know, we share different viewpoints um, where I was like backed into a corner, kind of. Um, yeah. Obviously, I love you guys, you know, um, no offense. But yeah, this was very <laughs> like, it was crazy. Um, but you know what? You know, the whole like, we're, like people taking a certain stance or taking a certain side about mm. the whole Meghan and Harry issue. There really, yeah. in my opinion, there really isn't a side to take. Yeah. She said what she said. It's for the royal family to either, you know, accept or deny those mm-hmm. claims. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, she's made those claims against you. Mm-hmm. Now it's for you to either, you know, say that, yeah this is true or say no these are false claims like I think people going back and forth with oh was she wrong to say was she not wrong to say you know Mm -hmm. she spoke her truth at a time where she felt like she had there was no other way forward like she felt like she needed to explain herself because people kept on um only seeing the negative side of what of the decision that both her and Harry had made. I'm sure if her and Harry had made that decision and people Mm -hmm. didn't have an opinion about it, they probably wouldn't even felt a need to say anything. Mm -hmm. Um, This has happened now. And, you know, it's not for people to question her mental capacity. And it's funny because I watched a video today um, where a good point that was being made is people are saying that she's lying because oh yeah, she's an yeah. actress um and the way she mm-hmm. presented in the interview was very calculated but this mm-hmm. is the thing she is an actress and she does give performances often so she knows how to put forth mm-hmm. her you know stance or her opinion and inv- and evoke a certain reaction out of the people who are watching just because mm-hmm. it's calculated and it's methodical doesn't mean she's disingenuous. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Um, but then people have, they're, they're not mutually exclusive. and But that's what people are saying. People are saying, oh, yeah. I mean, even look at the way she was saying it. She was mm-hmm. basically trying to get all of us to like go, <gasps> you know, she was trying to get like a gasp reaction out of everyone with what she was saying. That's, that shows you that it's not true. No, it doesn't show you it's not true. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, yeah. <laughs> and it's just me, what like, people, some of the crazy. comments people are making are not even, they're not even adding up. They're not making sense. Mm-hmm. You know what? Like, there's something to be said about one, yeah, she's an actress, but doesn't that mean that possibly she's able to kind of like express her points clearer or be more eloquent about her words? Um, is that a crime? I don't think so. But yeah, I mean, like, for me, 
I guess some of the things I was hearing people say is like, you know, yeah, she's lying and, um, or she's exaggerating. Oh, it seems like she's controlling Harry. Um, I'm going to quote someone. Um, when you listen to this, yes, I'm talking about you. You said this. Um, <laughs> said that, um, you know, Harry was very happy before and um, it's all because of her now. Like she took him away, you know, now he's miserable and they're going to get divorced in the future. But was he happy before though? Um, listen, do you know how many interviews that this guy has given where he's clearly talking about, you know, now I'm not going to lie, like, I hate the media in this country, like, I'm not exactly. happy. Exactly. Um, I mean, we weren't to he, know if he wasn't going to go, was like, because of her, like, it would have happened eventually, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> there would have been another trigger, to be honest. Um, there would have come a day where he said, like, hey, you know what, um, I'm out of here. But, yeah, I mean, I did like that... Oprah brought that point up in the interview mm. when he said that he was trapped and she was just like oh but you know like with all your money and your riches like you're telling me that you're trapped like and he was like yeah you know um I just didn't realize it at the time but I mean for me personally I don't dispute them for speaking their truth mm. if you are going to allow the papers to be printing stuff willy-nilly and not say anything then these people are now free citizens they're allowed to speak up and tell their side of the story. Mm. Um, but it's just what I've seen as well in the aftermath is it's just kind of deepened the divide again between like certain people in the population. So now you just see like all these celebrities are moving mad again as well. Um, now, you know, Piers Morgan, I won't say lost his job as much as, he was allowed to walk away by ITV, which I didn't like. Mm. Um, you didn't like, gave did you him, say? No, it kind of gave him too much dignity. But I guess, okay. you know, um, he's just going to stroll into another job. I'm, I'm pretty sure of that. Mm. But, um, you know, then you have Sharon Osbourne on, I don't know if it was The View or The Talk, whichever one of those, like, talk shows, um, sitting there and essentially verbally abusing her black um, co-host because they'd said to her that they felt that he was racist and she was just like, educate me, but why, but why? But that's my friend though, why? He's not racist, da, 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 da. Like, and then she had the goal, like, and the audacity to tell um, Cheryl Underwood, her black co-star, that, um, because I think she was getting quite emotional at the situation, um, and she was like, oh, if anybody should cry in this situation, it's me, not you. Don't you dare cry. And I was like, yo, um, I feel very bad because obviously as a black woman in that kind of situation, if you are anything other than demure and quiet and composed mm. you're immediately pointed out as the aggressor as mm. you know oh she was like yelling at her because I've already seen people like who support Sharon Osbourne saying like oh you know that she was being bullied by um, her co-host like she was being targeted when all they were doing was calmly talking to her about the situation but you know it's just I don't know like it's just opened the door again for madness, but yeah. I'm always curious to know what people's, what is your opinion on the comments that Piers Morgan made? Quite frankly, I think that 
I don't know if I can 100% call him racist. Mm-hmm. I do think his treatment of Megan is probably rooted in racism. Um, okay. But also with a large slice of misogyny and like slight bordering on obsession. Mm-hmm. Um, because all this woman has to do is breathe. Like, and he's already talking about her and slandering her in whatever way. Okay, yeah. Um, because yeah, it's a bit mad. like when people talk about it, I, I mm-hmm. make it clear to them that the only thing for me that Pierce Morgan did wrong was questioning mm-hmm. her mental, Ill, her mental health. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. under no circumstances are you in the position to question somebody else's mental health? Yeah. Um, but besides that, I don't think he did anything mm-hmm. so wrong that he needed, people needed to come down on him like that. I do think that the, some of the things that he said did have yeah. a hint of racism. Yes. But I don't think that that's where they, that's what the intention was. I think like mm-hmm. you said, he's just obsessed with her. Yeah. Quite frankly, because it literally, like you said, all she needs to do is blink or breathe and he has a problem. Mm-hmm. And it's because she kicked him back. Yeah. Literally he's obsessed because she, he feels rejected. Mm-hmm. Um, And that says more about him than it does about her in all honesty. But I don't, I don't think it's that, that's where he went if he was wrong for um voicing his opinion mm-hmm. i just think that it makes him look like a fool yeah um but i don't think it makes him wrong do you know what i mean i don't know if it makes what what i said makes any sense yeah like i don't think him voicing his opinion was wrong because obviously he comes across as an obsessed individual it's just the mental illness for me yeah, I is mean, what you don't you can never question, yeah. and it's not your place. Mm-hmm. Um, and that alone is a reason why he should have been fired. Definitely. Um, I mean, I think also, I don't want to misquote, but I don't know if he was also kind of denying the racial component of what she said. Um, okay, you know when she said about them having concerns over Archie's skin color. Um, so what, I also him calling didn't like, her a liar. Yeah, like, um, because when he said, I I don't believe any of it, I don't know if he was also included in that statement, but just purely based on how, um, because, you know, there's this um, academic, um, an author, uh, Dr. Shola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also a proud Nigerian. Um, I didn't like how he spoke to her either, because she was trying to talk her things. She was talking of the truth, and he kept trying to cut her off, because he has that history of, always speaking over his guests on the yeah. show and she was sort of like not the one no 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 I'm not gonna have that she was like I'm not having that she was like yeah. <laughs> when she had um oh she said one bar when she was like oh um she said listen you might learn something um and I was like oh yes auntie <laughs> yes get her Jade uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, he met his match um, with that. Definitely. Um, because he was just like, how dare you talk about the queen like that? So distasteful. It's like, does she pay you? Like, what's like, wrong with you? Shut up. She doesn't even care about you. She didn't step in to save your job. No, like, I don't. Shut no. up. But the thing is, like, oh. in my opinion, and this is just my, this is just my opinion. Mm-hmm. I could be very wrong. She wasn't completely genuine about every single thing she was asked mm-hmm. because there were certain questions that she answered. I'm just like, there's no way that that's true. Her saying things like she didn't know she had, she didn't know about the majority of the tabloids 
mm-hmm. or the majority of the stories that were in the tabloids that it was her friends and her mum that would be the ones that would inform her or coming out with stuff like I know she'd never heard the term Megxit before mm-hmm. I mean okay fine trying to ignore the papers is one thing but saying you you just completely ob- oblivious to all of it is ridiculous mm-hmm. um so for me that bit was definitely not true for mm-hmm. her to say that that wasn't true yeah I mean personally um people like to talk about freedom of speech and the freedom to be able to say whatever they want and that's great you know you have that right you know by all means step right up and do as you please like say as you please but there's also um consequences that will arise as a result of said freedom of speech so if you want to say what you're going to say feel free to also accept the consequences so in this situation that's what happened um Mm. i mean anybody could have really predicted that people were going to go to ofcom people who have never made an ofcom complaint in their lives were filling up that form so that was to be expected um in other words like i think yes there were certain things that i saw in the interview that kind of made me go "Mm," and like side eye a bit um for me when she said I never googled Harry. I was like, uh, yeah, same. Like, I was like, you know, even us regular, regular, regular Joe. That we knew that like, we didn't have a chance. When you see googled a new him. person, will you not Isn't go it? like you do a quick CRB, you know, Isn't Instagram it? check or whatever, like find whatever li- little like you know tidbits you can about the person. Exactly. So I don't think that's true. No. Um, and I also find that their approach seems to be quite naive, like. It's almost like they're living in the clouds, kind yeah. of. Um, yeah. So I think they do need to come back down to earth and see, yeah, like, definitely. okay, this is a very serious situation. Like, what you've put into motion is mm. pretty much, like, you have severed that connection. Just know that. So the royal family, the monarchy, is not a hand that is going to feed you anymore. So... yeah be prepared I think they've got some growing for the consequences do, of that yeah like they definitely have some growing up to do yeah absolutely um so by no means am I saying they're perfect people absolutely not but I think you know there's just a stark difference to me in how people are treating Megan as a result of that like I mean it was bad before but now like you know I feel like it's gotten worse but you know, people are entitled to their opinion. I get that. But they have um, their freedom. Yeah, they have their freedom. So, so and they, you know? with that, they can do what they want. Yeah. Um, and they have the freedom to move. Um, again, if they feel like if 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 LA is not doing it for them and people are moving crazy, they can move if they want. That's that's the beauty of mm-hmm. the freedom that they have now. Yeah. The only thing I couldn't I ha- I wanted to mention about the interview was that it mm-hmm. was really creepy. Hmm. The constant mentioning of the institute and the firm, like who are this institute and who are this <laughs> firm? It's just like it sounds like a cult. It's so creepy. I was watching it and I was just like, like you know, Game of Thrones mm-hmm. when um there's a, like a new king and there's like a new king or queen of Westeros, but technically it's the hand of the king or queen that's technically doing the ruling, mm-hmm. and the king or queen is just like I don't the figurehead. Mm-hmm. essentially um like for instance when joffrey was king and um tywin lannister was mm-hmm. the hand of the king he was basically ruling without yeah, actually yeah. being king if he 
if you catch my drift. So mm. it just feels like the royal family are just there for show. And it's the institute or this so-called firm that are actually the ones that are, you know, moving the cogs that mm-hmm. are the royal family. Definitely. I'm sure there's people like behind the scenes that, you know, like, um, what's it called? What show is it I'm thinking of that there's like, you know, like an assistant to the king or whatever, like sometimes the people behind the scenes. Uh-huh. Yeah, sorry. It is Game of Thrones as well, actually. I was going to say, I was uh, not talking about Game uh, of Thrones. Yeah. Um, you know, Peter Baelish, you remember when yeah. they finally caught him mm. and then he was just like, oh, you know, like I never wanted, like he basically was like, you know, I never wanted to actually sit on the throne. It's yeah. just, you have more power in the shadows. When you don't sit on the throne. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. And it's just like, those are the vibes I'm getting. It just seems like, mm-hmm. like, let's think about it. Like the whole entire, um, what do you call it? What what was the, the those people called like when they had that they had those gatherings? The, the what are they called? The committee. I don't want to call them the committee. I don't know what they're called. They made the majority of the decisions mm-hmm. about the finances, the wars. Oh, yeah, they yeah. made those decisions. The king was just whoever yeah. was appointed to just I guess make final decisions and sign off on certain yeah. things. But he wasn't actually making any of the decisions. And it, it actually goes even further back than that. I'm watching a show called um, what's it called? I think it's called the young the the uh the Spanish princess. Mm-hmm. So that basically um it's like a almost fictional. I want it's not fictional. There's some fact. It's like a fictional biopic of King Henry VIII, essentially, mm-hmm. um, but from the perspective of Cath- his first wife, Catherine of Aragon. Mm-hmm. Catherine of Aragon. Um, and if you look at the way things are set up, mm-hmm. okay. The word I was looking for before is the council. Oh yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, the way things <laughs> are set up, it's the council the council that decide the majority of things. You have one person that's sorting out the gold, mm-hmm. the finances, you yeah. know, how much do they have to spend on wars and I don't know, dowries and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then you have the generals who sort who basically decide on, you know, where the next wars need to be fought, mm-hmm. like whether it's worth it, whether they have enough men. And then you have the people that are there, like, I don't know, the mother-in-law or the mother of the, the king who's also part of the council who decides what kind of marriages will benefit the royal family mm-hmm. so it's like the king and the queen are not actually making any real decisions they're just there yeah. to sign off on the final like on on like you know to, they're just there to finalize things and in some cases they're not even there to finalize things these decisions are made on their behalf mm-hmm. um and it's just like it's mad because it's just like how much power do you even have yeah especially when the king is like either um like young or like a bit soft or like easily swayed you know you have that mm. person that will just whisper in their ear like you know your majesty it would actually be a better decision you know if you strategically move the army to this point <laughs> on the beach that way you know if we are attacked you can strike instantly and then boom yeah, start like, war mm, and then yes, boom Joffrey, your majesty has like to ride plan. out you know your majesty has to ride out with the army and then boom he strategically gets killed and that's know, it on the battlefield no no i know mm-hmm. we, we joke about it but that's that's genuinely it yeah so when she was talking true. about this institute and this firm like i was just getting this mad creepy feeling mm-hmm. like the it's the that this institute are the ones that are deciding how you guys move where you're yeah, living yeah. what you're eating mm-hmm. the kind of dress you're gonna wear to whatever 
I don't know, public appearance you have to go to. Like mm-hmm. they deciding whether you get help for, you know, mental illness, what hospital you go to to birth your child, what name you're going to pick for your child. Like, I mean, it's fucking yeah. crazy. That's why, you know, when they released the story about... um just before the interview came out and then you know they were scrambling like they were shaking in that house and then they yeah. released a story about her wearing the earrings because I was just yeah. like um but first of the all what um so you know they were saying that she wore earrings that were given to her by the Saudi prince you know oh, the one yes. who was murdering people yeah um yeah and you know I was just like that was so um, far-fetched not guys, that it wasn't true but I mean how was that like relevant? you guys first of all <laughs> it was years ago and secondly, um, they know that her every move they plan, like her clothes, they're like, oh, you know, you can wear from this selection today. Or, you know, the person dressing will just be like, ah, oh, these are the jewels that we can offer you today. Because they're not actually even her property, they're owned by yeah. the crown. So yeah. they would have brought um, yeah. out a selection and said, hey, like, pick one of these to go with your outfit. Exactly. So it could have even been sabotage. Um who knows but you know what but made anyway, me laugh though sorry I mean, with that um like with that everybody is basically free to make up their minds about yeah how they feel the only thing that made me laugh interview. was but, you know um, um have you seen the um what's it called when they finally caught William like on the news and then mm. <laughs> they were at some like, I, can't, I don't even know where it was. I think they were meeting healthcare workers and then they had that one African auntie like next to them. <laughs> just to, yeah. like she had her braids in and she was wearing Ankara and it was like, you know, oh, they strategically on. dropped her there like just to show like, look, we're not racist. <laughs> we can like, stand next to African folk. Really? Really? Young? Silly. But yeah. Uh, it's nuts but yeah I mean that was just that was just one that was just a dampening way to start off the week to be honest with all of that negative press and we ended the week off on I don't know I want to even say heartbreaking in a heartbreaking way because um they found the body of Sarah Everard mm-hmm. um in Kent she was missing for about a week or so yeah um and um, you know, a police officer has been is is in custody um, for his links or his connection to that specific crime. I mean, people go missing. Yes, I think the reason why this particular situation is so important is the way that the media have decided to approach it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to start off with, the whole police officer being involved is mad scary because you watch stuff like that in tv shows Mm -hmm. and films where there's a corrupt police officer and he's out here i don't know kidnapping folk and he knows the best way to hide it because he's he's you know he's on the inside and he knows the way to cover up a crime scene and stuff like that but it's just like you don't actually see it Mm -hmm. in real life where a police officer is involved in such a heinous crime um and then they've decided to like report it in such a way that, you know, she was walking alone, um, you know, in Brixton with her headphones in and she was listening to her music and she was abducted. Yeah, because these are things that people do. Um, but you guys are adding it up as 
part and parcel of the reason why she probably was abducted because she was alone at night in Brixton with her headphones in. To be honest, um, I mean, I definitely saw that it kind of got a lot of women thinking about themselves and like the kind of inherent like fear that we all have when we're outside at nighttime or just when you're outside or like, you know, planning whatever to do with your day, you're always like, okay, I have to make sure that um, I'm not outside at this time. I have to make sure that, you know, my one headphone is not in so that I can hear anything like or any sounds around me. You know, you make sure you call people. Girls were always like, you know, um, text me when you get home. Um, All the things that we automatically do because that's just what we've been acclimatized and like trained to do essentially um Mm. but you don't realize we shouldn't really have to do yeah um but yeah I think you know I've just seen so many people talking about their experiences because maybe okay um they weren't as you know they didn't end up in the same outcome as this crime but all of those small things, you know, they're all of, they're kind of in the same pool, I guess. This is what kind of leads up to like heinous crimes like this, you know. Yeah. Um, then I read that stat, you know, about 97% of women being assaulted um, in some in some way or shape or form. Yeah. And it just kind of reminded me of, you know, back in the day when I was at uni, like, um, I think there was a day when me and my friends went to see Tiger. Like he came to my uni to perform, and obviously, yeah, back then I was gassed because that's when he just released Rack City, you know. And we were just like, yeah, um, <laughs> and I was front row, and yeah, Tiger touched my hand, you know. I was just like, yeah, this is great. Um, on my way back home um, to the university, that exit was even on a main road, and you would think it's not going to be you know, a scary place to to walk down. Like my house was only five minutes away and I decided to walk to my house and a man pulled up in his car while I was walking down a main road and was just like, hey, like, do you want to get in the car? And I was just thinking like, what the hell? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, go away. Um, And he just literally had rolled down the window and he was like, do you want to get in? Like, get in the car. And obviously I was just petrified. Like, I was literally frozen with fear. But, like, I just had to keep walking. So I started walking faster. And he started, he kept driving, like, next to me until, you know, like, I picked up the phone. Like, I called my housemates. And I was just like, guys, like, please, can you come and get me, like, right now? Um, like, I'm really scared. Um, And... Like, word to them, like, they literally sprung into action. Like, they put their hoods and coats on, whatever, shoes, like, and they literally was ready, like, they came to meet me. Um, But by then, like, the guy actually did, like, drive away because I just kept ignoring him, like, and just trying to walk faster. Um, So he eventually drove off. But, you know, like, those kind of situations, like, the fear that it puts in you is crazy. Like, you'll never forget those kind of experiences. So it's like... Anywhere I go, like, I'm always, you know, paranoid and always thinking, like, okay, you know, I have to do certain things, like, these things to keep myself safe. Um, But it's just so sad that, as women, those kind of experiences are almost, like, the norm. 
Um, yeah, and it's I mean, so common that even when you talk about it, people are like, oh, yeah, well, that happened to be like whatever. But it shouldn't be whatever. It shouldn't be. No, it shouldn't yeah. be um, a regular occurrence. And mm-hmm. I think it's it's really sad that fear must be involved in every decision we make. Mm hmm. What I mean by that is even the most minute things, mm-hmm. like a perfect example is like what you just said, walking back from, you know, f- a party mm-hmm. that was five minutes away from where you live um, and not even been able to walk, do that five minute stretch yeah. on a main road by yourself just mm-hmm. because it was late at night. Yep. Um, like my example is like we have where I live. So we'll get to the stations about to walk to the stations about like, between five and eight minutes but there's a little stretch of that walk where the road is not well lit mm-hmm. um so if like when I leave like really really early in the morning it's still quite dark out mm-hmm. um and I remember like a couple of days ago when I was doing that walk um I left the house because I, I when I walk when I need to walk really fast I listen to like quite upbeat music because it helps me pick up the pace mm-hmm. so I remember I left left my building listening to you know some upbeat music I had both of my headphones in and as soon as I reached that stretch where the road I remember I actually had to pull out one of my headphones mm-hmm. like to somebody else it's just like oh that's that's a minor but I pulled out my headphones in the fear that if I can't hear what's going on around me mm-hmm. um god knows what could happen yeah do you know what I mean mm-hmm. um I need to be able to hear footsteps if they're approaching me, I need to be able to hear, you know, someone breathing if they're, you know, coming up towards me or whatever the case is. Um, and it's really scary yeah, to have to live on a daily basis like that. But that is literally the reality of a daily, of a day to, of the day to day of females. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to think about what you're wearing on a night out because will this outfit be deemed too sexy? Will this outfit be the reason why somebody or the excuse that somebody has to rape me mm-hmm. do you see how messed up that is it's but it's it's so ingrained because it starts from young yeah mm-hmm. it starts from our parents our parents telling us things like oh you know you can't wear that because you don't know who's going to be looking at you or um you know, make sure you close your legs or mm-hmm. why are you sitting down like that? Like, don't you know that there's other, there's uncles here yeah. or, you know, you can't go and sleep. Like you, what, what kind of sleepover do you think you're going to when I don't know the, when I don't know the, the parents of the place that you're going, I don't know their dad. I don't know what kind of behavior goes on in the house. Mm-hmm. Like the way young girls are robbed of their childhood mm-hmm. because of the perverted minds of men is yeah. absolutely insane to me. And I think I heard that for the first time whilst listening to the receipts um, and it didn't hit home to me until I actually thought about my own childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's true. Absolutely. Um, I can even remember there were certain people's houses that I, I couldn't, you know, sleepovers was not even like an option, to be honest, when I was a kid. There was only one person whose house I could stay at. And that's because, like, my mom and her mom were BFS and she had no brothers. Um, you know, it's one of those things where obviously our parents were doing what they thought was right to protect us. Um, but you know, like it shouldn't have to be that way. I'm grateful that those things were done and like to protect me. Um, it just makes me sad when I think about like all the girls who 
we're not protected and essentially are suffering like you know long-term like life trauma because of things like that um but I think whenever these kind of topics arise um we're always kind of trying to you know find ways of shedding light on solutions and like moving forward but I think sometimes what bothers me is like I feel like the discourse is always changed to like victimize all men rather than saying look like there is a universal problem like that all women are literally aware of we're not saying that all men are bad people that's absolutely not true but what we need is for more men to kind of be aligned with that cause of like helping and standing up for women more men to be able to call out their friends when they know that they're wrong um you know, calling out predatory behavior that they're seeing, like telling other men, like, no, you can't do that. Um, educating other men. Um, because ultimately it's like, I, I don't want to say like a woman's voice is can only go so far, but it's like sometimes in certain situations, it's like sometimes men, some men only respond to the words of other men, which is so disappointing, but you know, all of those things need to change essentially. Like, I don't like hearing in these situations, oh, but you know, like, what about like when women do da da da? It's not about like, you know, back and forth or like picking and targeting. Like, these kind of crimes are, it's a problem. Like, it's like I said, it's universally felt amongst women, like everywhere. So, mm. this is a systemic problem that you know, transcends generations, like, it's belief systems, it's not teaching people the right way to deal with certain situations, because, you know, there are certain men who, you know, don't actually know how to process and, like, move on from rejection, um, there's some men who I mean, have, yeah, it's clear, we talk about know, Piers Morgan at the beginning of this. Yeah, like, some men have, like, a sense of entitlement, whether that's, yeah. you know, in believing that, they should have things in a particular yeah. way, uh, believing that they're entitled to people's bodies, believing they're entitled to invade people's personal space. Like it's kind of these like small character traits, which maybe might manifest in other ways, but then when you apply it to, you know, the situation of an interaction with a woman, that's where it becomes dangerous. Cause like, sometimes mm. you can actually see these things, you know, uh, manifest in like other ways. So if you're someone's friend and you're seeing that, like, if you're a guy, part of being an ally is pointing that out and saying, actually, this is not the way. Um, and not, like, turning a blind eye or saying mm. that, you know, you don't believe, like, because people don't understand, like, it takes a lot for someone to speak out in these situations. Yeah. Um, that's why I always kind of try to, you know how can I say you know people always like to bring up the false accusers and like you know the women who are out to destroy men and whatnot like I know those people exist like I know they do but for the good of like other people's situations just know good like, of the masses. it's not a common thing to lie like yeah. that like the majority of women who go through these things actually don't even get to report them because yeah one, they see how society already treats women who do speak out. So then they won't report these. So 
probably most of the the statistics that you're seeing are not even accurate because yeah. people are not actually like reporting and speaking out. Um, so, you know, we have to kind of create that environment as well that allows people to be comfortable enough to speak their truth or to seek to prosecution, whatever it is they need. Well, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you know, um, what is that thing, though, that makes men feel like they are entitled to your time or like perfect a good example is like okay when you know when girls say oh you know if a guy takes you out to dinner you know you should offer to go halves or don't let him pay Mm -hmm. because you know if you let him pay for your food or you let him take you out on like a fancy dinner then you know he's going to expect something from you he shouldn't expect anything from you Mm -hmm. he asked you out to dinner he should only expect your company Mm -hmm. at dinner and what is it that goes through a man's mind that makes him think that he's then entitled to sex simply because he paid for your food. Yeah. Hmm. But this is, honestly, (laughs) and it's just like, and why are men not calling out, like men at this point should be willing to break friendships, Mm -hmm. long life, long, like, you know, lifelong friendships. You should be willing to break them when you start to hear one of your so-called friends making misogynistic comments for starters Mm -hmm. talking about um conquests in such a manner that's borderline rape Mm -hmm. because you will get groups of guys that will sit together and they'll be talking about their conquests and i'll be like yeah man you know because she was she wasn't having it but you know i kind of just like you know i put a bit of a pressure on and it's just like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh hey that's my g no that's not your g Mm -hmm. this is the point yeah um and you can't say that just because you're not a rapist that, you know, you've basically done your bit. Yeah. No, that's not how it works. Like, I mean, I read something earlier today um, that um, I think it's Davina McCall. She tweeted um, and she was saying something stupid like, you know, female abduction and murder is extremely rare and that it's detrimental to the mental health of men for us to put it on them to change the way things are. So should we wait until it's extremely popular Mm. before we actually do anything. Because can you hear what you're saying? Yeah. Should we wait until it starts happening every other day before people actually start to take action? And there was a gentleman that, um, I don't actually even know who he is, um, who counted, I I think his name is Damson, Idris Damson. I don't know. I I don't actually know who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who counted that. Yeah. I think, in fact, what he even said was just like, oh, if men like need to suffer to identify the scum, then like so be it. Because he was saying like women have been taken advantage of for too long. Um, I mean, personally, I just it doesn't even have to be that drastic to be honest. Like all we need more than anything is just for men to just be more aware and like recognize those behaviors, maybe like amongst other people. And actually, sometimes like self introspection is needed as well. I think sometimes like when you have these kind of situations, certain people might use that time to look inwards and be like, wow, you know, maybe some of my behavior in the past might have also Mm, been slightly bordering on inappropriate. And sometimes I feel like that's another thing that bothers people because they start to see a tiny bit of themselves in those kind of situations. So, yeah, you know, as uncomfortable as that may be, um, 
self-evaluation and, you know, a bit of like the hard truth is the only way you're going to grow as a person. Oh, it's like, so important. No one is perfect. But if you can recognize that in yourself and say, look, like, okay, in the past, maybe my grasp and my understanding of these kind of issues was poor. But if you're able to move on from that and check yourself and check others, like, and always make sure you're a person that's standing for the right thing, then I don't think anybody's going to hold that against you. Um, no, definitely not. You know, but... I feel like, yeah, people are kind of getting a bit too... That mental health stick is... Um, in this situation, to me, it's kind of... Especially the way Davina was doing it was a bit like all lives matter-ish. Um, no, stop because, it. No, like, you know what? Um, it's, it's funny time that, with that people only mention these things when women talk about their experiences. If you are truly caring about these men's mental health, then you should be talking about that every other day. Like, you don't just, pip, like, use those things as... Because then all of a sudden know. she's an advocate for men's mental health. Yeah. Just today. Like, I just feel like she's a bit of a... She's another one of those, like, contrarians. Because obviously, like, yeah, I know a lot of guys are going to, like, get up and agree with her and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's great. I care about men's he- uh, mental health. I do. But I don't use that to weaponize... You're one of them people um, that like to go against the grain often, isn't she? Yeah, like, I mean, I wouldn't use yeah, that to imagine. weaponize and minimize, like, women's experiences. If if people are trying to talk to you and say, oh, you know, um, actually, we're having these kind of experiences. You can't just, um, you know, come and throw that coin in But, you know, because... accusing men is going to give them mental health yeah, issues. Yeah, like, come um... on, no, it's not, actually. Um, actually, this should be something that might bring them together, actually, to open dialogue and talk, like, truthfully, because... Quite frankly, you can't just kind of hide behind those issues. No one is demonizing men. Like I said, not all men are the same. Not all men are evil. Like nobody is saying that. All I'm saying is open your eyes and like listen to women. Like we should all be talking like an, in open dialogue with each other. Um, well, definitely. Dialogue, dialogue. <laughs> yeah. Because I think that's the point that people are trying to make. It's historically always been put on women like oh you know don't do this don't do that don't wear those trousers don't wear this top don't go out at this time and don't go to this place like you know when people always talk about clothing there are women who have been assaulted who were wearing like hijabs and abayas like it's not up to them it's not always up to women to you know have to prepare themselves like not to be assaulted like why don't people you know look at the other side why don't men take responsibility for once like like i said it's not everybody but maybe look into the situation deeper like those people that you call your friends your uncles fathers whoever like if you've ever seen them displaying like predatory behavior like this is your time to speak up like stand up for the women in your life it's not always going to be about oh you know but this doesn't happen every day and like if you're not a woman you can't speak to that experience Um, yeah you know, um, but I find it interesting. Sometimes people say, oh, um, yeah, but men are afraid at night as well. Like, OK, but why are you afraid? Because you know that there are other men out, out there that you're also afraid of. Exactly. So, you know what? Do you know what I mean? 100%. Like, uh oh. So uh, like we're just going to go around in circles here. Like it's the same thing. But, yeah. You know. Um, I think I'm glad though it's kind of opened more dialogue again. It's really heartbreaking that it takes tragedy like this. Um, yeah. And I really hope that it actually makes a difference this time. Like we shouldn't have to have 
a situation like this occur again. Um, and I really I mean, hope if we, not. If Davina had it her way, it would be a regular occurrence before they'd actually do anything about it. Which is ridiculous, but you know. So there we are. We ignore that lady today. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, just our, but our hearts do go out to the family of Sarah Everard. Mm. Um, you know, it must be like heartbreaking and saddening. Yeah. You know, not only that she was found dead, but that, you know, someone that in society that we should be able to trust is involved. Because mm-hmm. well. um, I feel like when things like this happen, um, especially when police are involved in crimes like this, I always feel like they they wouldn't want to tell anyone mm-hmm. because it just takes away from the trust of the public. Yeah, yeah. Like, how are you going to trust police how are you going to trust the police like if they're involved in major crimes yeah i mean black people probably are not one of those people but you know uh, well sorry i mean black people we're probably not the most trusting of police so i guess no. it doesn't really change anything for us but no um, not really yeah i i hear what you're saying um yeah but yeah um thank you very much guys for listening to this episode um it's been a heavy one but it was yeah i hope that next week we can come with but sometimes you know we have to we have to talk about the Mm hard-hitting topics yeah um not every time celebrity gossip sometimes you know we've got to talk about the things that are really Mm -hmm. um like playing on our minds sometimes deep conversation um yeah not everyday jokes but yeah um thank you very much guys and we will see you next episode well i said see but we will interact with you next episode (laughs) Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Bye.